Hello, and welcome to the Health in Europe podcast. I'm your host, Greg Bianchi. We've launched this podcast to bring you the latest on WHO's work in the European region. Our region is broad and diverse. From the mid-Atlantic and stretching as far as the Chinese border, we work with fascinating and driven individuals and groups. The COVID-19 pandemic has affected people across society, but schools and the learning of young people has faced difficult challenges, including by long-term school closures, particularly at the start of the pandemic. This disruption had a serious impact on the students themselves, as well as wider society. In recent months, there has been an increased focus on keeping schools open. But while much of the conversation has been among policymakers and health experts, what do students themselves think? Amelia, Frida and Malika are students who created a survey which sought to gather and voice the views of students from around the world and how they've been impacted by COVID-19. As youth advisors to the Technical Advisory Group, they took part in a recent high-level meeting on schooling where WHO Europe gathered Ministers of Health from across the region to discuss approaches to schooling during COVID-19. I started by asking Amelia what exactly drove them to start this survey. Generally, I don't think there was a certain specific moment that sparked it. I think it was generally that... We had all been affected by the learning online and, and COVID-19. And so we wanted to hear and, and voice other students' opinion, especially because, well, not everyone is in as fortunate situation as we are and, and has this learning environment where they can access the internet and they have a laptop at home all the time. And thankfully, we had the opportunity to, to get to know each other and, and work with, with passionate students who wanted to voice us the opinions of other students and we also had the support of the global issues network at copenhagen international school which is a student-led network um, which is all about voicing the opinions of other students and also about addressing global issues in the world and and that was our, our general starting point this idea that we need students to be involved in in decisions that concern us Frida explains a little about how they connect with young people to get their feedback. It's a way for young people to share their experiences uh, with schooling uh, during this time with uh, COVID-19. Uh, and we created a series of translations to reach more people around uh, Europe. Uh, we mainly focused on an online platform uh, where we also connected uh, through schools and friends uh, and social media. And uh, we also got some members from the technical advisory group on schooling during uh, COVID-19 to help spread it across Europe and also help with some more translations. And uh, we also have some uh, paper versions uh, for students that do not have access to the internet and we're working on getting them back. So now we understand a little bit more about the survey itself and why it was created, what insights did the project manage to find? So uh, people mostly said that it was kind of exciting at first to um, have this new school format at home. Uh, But then with time, it became more draining and exhausting and harder to focus. Um, Also, the different lesson structure, the missing material, um, learning at a slower pace, they all affected um, students' education. Uh, which is why they started having major concerns regarding it. 
um, they started worrying that they cannot catch up on the schoolwork and especially the older students um, that are graduating soon, um, they're missing a lot of important material. And also a lot of people had their mental health affected heavily um, and that it was mostly due to decrease in social activities and um, a change in the quality of learning, of learning and the uh, engagement of teachers. In addition to these insights, students were able to tell their own stories, highlighting their own difficulties with the impact on schooling during COVID-19. Um, well, we actually noticed that even though we surveyed people from a lot of different European countries, um, a lot of the responses were similar. Um, so mostly the differences were between the students uh, lacking some resources at home. As well as differing access to resources, some young people spoke about the distractions that can arise when learning from home. Well, also what um, this response stood out to me that said that family can also put a lot of pressure on them um, because they're at home. So maybe helping around the house um, is needed. Uh, and especially the families with siblings, it becomes very, very hard to focus and get work done in time. While there may be increased pressures associated with doing schoolwork from home, what about when schools have reopened? How are the students finding the workload when they eventually return to school? There was actually another quote that uh, stood out to me, and that was uh, a quote about a student saying that the teachers know that they are behind because of COVID-19, uh, and therefore they have kind of pressured them to make more schoolwork and more than they can handle, and that has led to a lot of students being very stressed. Uh, and that's also a great example of like this system right now with online learning. It's not very effective. And even though people get back to school, it doesn't mean that you could just like take on where you left and then work much harder because this is a very stressful uh, period in students' lives. And you can't just force them to make even more than they can handle. What also stood out to us was one story about uh, students in, in Germany where um, windows need to be stay need to stay open at um, all times so that students are, are starting to feel cold, um, especially with a winter um, right now. And also that this um, affects their concentration. And I think one important thing that also stood out to us was that um, some students don't have access to the necessary sanitary facilities um, if they are in school on campus. And especially in times like these where we're constantly told to wash our hands and, and sanitize our hands, and then you don't have proper um, access to such facilities, that, that really uh, stood out to us. That um, and, and the same with the, the facilities at home, if you don't have the resources or a laptop, how is a student supposed to be learning from home if they don't have access to such material? It seems that respondents spoke about the challenges they faced in recent months, but what about their thoughts on the future? Amelia explained about some of the longer term concerns. I think also that there's a bit of a, a fear for the future, if that makes sense, especially um, because... For example, in our school, there's a possibility that if you miss out on the final exam because you are in quarantine or sick, um, and and you're you're, I mean, it is very highlighted that whenever you have symptoms of any kind, that you're supposed to stay home, of course, um, but that 
you would only be able to take the exam again in November, even though they're the summer exams that would make um, university applications very hard because you would miss out on a year. And that's in a, in a very fortunate situation where, where we are back in school and this, this fear of, okay, but I'm supposed to stay home and not go to the exam if I have a symptom of any kind, but that would mean that I might not be able to go to university right away for students in that situation. And I think, um, again, this um, idea of, of, of facilities, I think that's, that's what stood out to, to me and that we need to highlight if um, we just need facilities for students who need to wash their hands in school or don't have access to things at home. While the project has shone a light on the experience of young people around the world, what do Amelia, Frida and Malika hope their project will achieve? I think we want to send a message on students' opinion and also make students feel more comfortable and um, feel as though their opinion is important. Um, and that, again, I mean, I think our, our, our message is, with the responses that we've been um, receiving, is that... Um, Students, if schools are closed, students need to have access to resources um, because, or else they're, they're losing on education, especially if um, countries in lower income countries have um, schools that stay closed longer than higher income countries, there's a greater divide. And I think that, that schools just have to be the last thing that closes um, if, if you, um, also they should stay open as long as they possibly can. Yeah, I also want to add to that. Um, I think what also could be a good um, outcome of this project is um, if schools like or governments could make um, an effective online format for schooling, because this was kind of like a spontaneous decision. Um, it was very unexpected. And just for, you know, future um, like emergencies, because you never know what could happen just to develop kind of uh, a better online learning experience. Also, this this taking the step of, of talking to children um, about issues that concern them, that it's it's just a step that needs to be taken, as in because it's such an unknown area of involving students in, in, in policy making that it just it's just a step that needs to be done. Um, kind of this this element of, of even if it's unknown, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, students have valuable contributions when it is about issues that concern them. So what is the message that this project can send to policymakers? I mean, for one, our, I think our clearest message we want to bring from the survey or what we've heard so far is that online learning doesn't replace in-school learning so that um, it is not necessarily um, just an easy solution to to put out there and throwing around, I mean, not throwing around, but this this term of reopening schools um, being in uh, virtual learning is not a reopening of a school. Of course, um, we understand that you can't just open all schools all the time, um, especially, I mean, measures do have to be taken, but um, that as long as other um, other places are open, other shops, other restaurants, that schools um, must remain open and should be the last thing to close because um, it's not just another thing you can tick off your list. Yeah, we also think that um, policymakers, well, uh, governments and just, um, they, they have to engage um, young people as well um, because it's not very common and it is also um, not very difficult to do that. 
um, just inviting them to talk about it um, and just making them feel comfortable around the uh, environment of speaking to like um, people with those that play the important parts. Um, it could really help and just, you know, having a casual conversation would also be very helpful. Yeah, and then we also talked about developing uh, a student-led platform uh, where students from different schools in Europe could uh, meet up uh, online and then talk about how they are feeling uh, about the uh, measures being taken. And and then that could be a way for, for example, uh, the World Health Organization to know what students uh, need and, yeah, in these times. Well, since it's an um, online platform, um, people all around the world can participate and, you know, just voice their opinion. Um, and we also will try to engage people with like different strengths. So um, for example, people that like editing videos, they can work on that. And people that are good at public speaking or just people that just want to contribute in any way, they can do that through that platform. I think the importance that we think about creating a platform that's student-led in this case is that students won't feel um, like they're guests when they're speaking and invited um, to talk about issues that concern them, but actually feel as though they're participants. Um, because I think that's a difficult stage if you if you feel like you're being someone's talking over your head or using terms that you don't understand completely. That is very difficult to to feel as though you're. Um, you're put in a place where you have to add something, but you don't know exactly how how to phrase it or how to um, how to share this message. Here's what else has been going on in the WHO European region. WHO Europe recently hosted a high-level meeting with government representatives from across the region on schooling during COVID-19 where Amelia, Frida and Malika spoke about the experiences of young people that they gathered from their survey. These provided an important perspective on the guidance being produced to help countries keep schools open as long as possible during the pandemic. The Healthy Cities Conference takes place this week in a virtual format. Cities from around the region have gathered to share insights and discuss how they can build back better from the COVID-19 pandemic. And finally, this weekend marks Universal Health Coverage Day. The theme this year is Health for All, Protect Everyone to remind the world that health for all is not a long-term wish, but an urgent priority to end the COVID-19 crisis and emerge stronger. That's all we have time for this week. Special thanks to Amelia, Frida and Malika for taking part in the podcast. This episode was presented by me, Greg Bianchi. Thanks for listening, and until next time, stay safe and stay healthy.